Okay, let's get started with this little early addition to uh, Parsha's Lech Lecha and Tavshanai and Gimel as we get into the first Parsha related to the first Jew, Avram Avinu, born at the end of last week's Parsha, and he really uh, fills up the stage this week, Lech Lecha, <coughs> Vayera, Chayisara, as we get into the Avos and the building of our nation. You start off with a thought from Rav Rivlin, so he's a little cut off on the side, from his Sefer on, on Sefer Bracious, where he notes... The message of Lech Lecha. What is the message of Lech Lecha and Avraham's job in Lech Lecha? The first command that we have on record that a Jew received from God was separate. Distance yourself. Be separate. The first thing that we know of. Yes, going to Eretz Israel. But first, he didn't even tell him where he's going yet. The focus is leaving. Go, leave, be distant from those surroundings. Those dangerous surroundings where you find yourself. Where you might find yourself comfortable. In the Derech of the Ramban, as we'll see, this is something that a Jew is going to have to do many times in life. Before Avram is even told where to go, to start the chosen nation in the chosen land, there has to be separation. He doesn't even know, even know where he's going. The first step, Lakol, Everything that you've had up until now, every, all, the, all the spiritual or lack of spiritual nourishment that you have had in your life up until now from your father, from your, from your family, you must leave. The first step, the first step in any spiritual ladder is removing the negative forces that surround us, that we are connected to. In order to gain the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, we have to leave the, the dangerous, pernicious atmosphere that surrounded Avraham earlier. And it has to be a clean break. Leave Avraham. No connection. He can't even talk to his father anymore. It's total Separation. That's what demand. That's what's demanded. Kemo beget nidrash Abraham shelo l'shayer shum chibur la'avar. No connection to the past. Your land. We spoke a couple of years ago that we're many of us, all of us, are defined by where we grew up, by our family. I meant me'artzacha, mo'ladzacha, beisavicha. All of those Avram has to separate from. Seder and he took me out to the Milat Meisavicha. Ainu mitachis l'shasher asapulos. Again, not this isn't a chronological uh, step. Uh, these aren't chronological steps, but it's just that he has to he has to separate. Continuing in the next paragraph. Again, this is all point number one, which he's then going to contrast amazingly, as you'll see. Line twenty. This ingredient of separating from the nations around us, this is a core ingredient to keep us alive throughout history. What allowed Avram to exist was his separating from the world around him. What keeps Am Yisrael existing throughout history? It is our separating. Hashem put that into the Bria. We've mentioned many times the beautiful quote of Rabbi Chaim If a Jew doesn't make Kiddush, the non-Jew makes Havdalah. If we don't sanctify ourselves, if we don't separate ourselves, so then we're going to be separate one way or the other. Avraham Avinu started it. The first Jew was Avraham Ha'ivri. He was on Ever Echad. He was on the other side. And that's step number one. In order for us to continue to be the eternal nation, we must be and even though the whole world might believe in something and have a certain value system, it doesn't mean that the Jew believes in it. And sometimes, even if many Jews believe in something, we always have to be guided by the Torah and by Halacha 
and make sure that is that is what we are meshubah uh, to and kafuf to. Point number one. So we are separate. But ironically, says Rav Rivlin, turning over, or starts at the bottom of the page, says, but we have a pasuk at the beginning of the parsha. Avram has to be separate, separate, separate. Wonderful. I'm going to make you into a great nation. You are going to be independent. And I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to make your name great. And you will be a bracha. What does that mean? You will be a bracha. Different pshatim given. Let's continue. The Pazak says, Hashem, I'm, I'm going to give you the koach bracha, and all nations will be blessed through you. What does that mean? Didn't we just say that Avram is going to be very different and separate from all other nations? And then we have many Lashonos of Bracha. Revival points out, if you look in these couple of Sukkim, we have six Lashonos, or five or six Lashonos of Bracha. Bracha always means overflowing. It means connecting to others. Vavarechacha, Bracha, Vavarecha, Mavarechacha, Venivrechuvacha. Well, these Lashonos. And what's the last phrase? All the nations of the world would be blessed through you. Somehow through Avraham, there's going to be bracha in the world. What does that mean? Didn't we just emphasize that Avraham is supposed to be separate and distant and live a, live a life that is very foreign to many around him? And yet Hashem says, He says you can ask the same question on a tefillah that we say three times a day. If we think about it, says the... Says Rev Rivlin, if you go to turning the page now, in the middle of the page, Let's think for a moment. We've said it millions of times in our life. You ever think about the first and the second paragraph of Aleinu? The first paragraph of Aleinu, which supposedly the Misoris was written by Yoshua ben Nun as he crossed the Yardin, Aleinu Shabayach. The second paragraph written by Achan, Right before he was uh, stoned, Al Kain Nakave Achan. Right, so either way, it's very old, very old tefillah that we have. Set maybe not the oldest because we have some in Tehillim from Adam Arishon, but it's pretty, pretty old. Says Rivlin, if we focus on the first and the second paragraph of Aleinu, seems to be somewhat difficult to put together. Because what does the first paragraph talk about of Aleinu? Beketa Harishon, Bolet Motiv Hafrada Lechlucha. The lechlecha motif. We are different. Right, this is what they do, and this is what we do. Very different. We are separate. This is that's them, and this is us. And in the very next paragraph. The entire world should call out in your name. All the wicked people should turn to you. All of a sudden, we're talking about the whole world. We're talking about everybody should recognize you, Hashem, and everybody should, should want to be close to you. So which is it? The first paragraph is all about the separation, and they're not like us. And the second paragraph is all about the whole world's going to be inspired. Similar question to what we're asking on Avram Avinu. He's told to be separate, leave everything, and in the next pasuk, the Nivrechuvacha Komishpachos Adama. Says Rivlin, he sowed Gadol. Baruch Hashem, we're going to have two or three, he sowed tonight. Hahezbehu Pashut, line 27. He says, simple. If I put it into English, means and ends. What's the ends? What's the goal of the Jewish nation? And what's the way they get there? What's the way they accomplish that goal? That's the answer. Yesh Havdel ben Istragia Hamataraha Sofit Vahayaad Haklali Shal Haama Yudi. What's the strategy and what's the goal? The goal is to win the war. The strategy is the tactics. How do you win the war? What's the goal? So Levina Tactica. What is the goal of the Jewish nation? To be in Orla Goyim. To inspire the whole world. That's the goal. 
To be a nation that people could look at and say, wow, they're the people of God. They're honest. They're righteous. They're fair. They're tsanua. Right? They can look at a nation. That's the goal of Am Yisrael in history. That's the goal. We are the heart of the world, and obviously the heart is within the world. We talk about it. Rosh Hashanah is a very universal holiday. We talk about my So the goal is being an Olagoyim. How do we get there? By being separate. The more we try to integrate during the means, we're never going to get to the goal. The way to get there is to be separate. That will create the goal of being an Orla Goyim even for them. Ulam sigma tarazu if we want to be a model, if we want to be an inspiration, so we have to be separate from them. Every leader has to be kashur to his flock, but have a little distance. At least that they have distance, that they have distance from him, if he doesn't have so much distance from them. It can't be totally involved. I don't know if that was a Hebrew word. If the leader has a little distance, then he could be with the machana and able to make a roshan. So first in Aleinu, the first paragraph, we speak about the means. We speak about what we have to do, what we have to recognize. If I don't recognize that, I'm never going to get to the goal. I have to realize, we have to realize that difference. If I realize that difference, and I take pride, if we take pride in who we are and the job that we have to do, so then we will be an inspiration for the entire world. So now we have something to think about in every Aleinu that we say for the rest of our lives. Okay, that's that's Avram Avinu, obviously, right? Lach Lecha, and then V'nivrichu V'cha Kol Mishpachos Adama, the first Jew setting the stage for all Jews to have this power within them. Okay, same pasuk, same pasuk. Ve'yevracha. Getting back to that phrase, Hashem says, "I'm going to make you a great nation." Va'varechacha, va'agad v'shemecha, your name will be great. Ve'yevracha. And you will be a blessing. What is Vayebracha? What's that extra phrase, Vayebracha? Rashi says, Habrachos Nisunos Lacha. The Brachos will be given to you. Adachshav Hayubiyadi. Up until now, the Brachos were in my control. I decided. Beirachti la Adam, Benoach, Abracha, Puruvu. Via Meachshav, Atad Tavarech, Ezasher Tachos. Now you give a Bracha to whoever you want. One of my Talmudim asked me this week, interestingly. Didn't Noach give a bracha towards the end of the, right, afterwards with shame and Cham gave some brachas and klalas? Interesting ha'ara. But either way, Rashi says the power, the general power of brachas is being given to Av. That's the bracha. You have the power of brachas. Rabbi Levine and Adrash Ha'iyun or Lewin, has another pshat. Another pshat on the bracha. After Hashem promises all these great presents to Avram Avinu, he adds on the Yebracha. What does that mean? Source 4. Hanisayon Yorenu. Experience teaches us, says the Hadrash Vohaiyan a hundred years ago. Hani, a little more. Hanisayon Yorenu. Ki anashim ktaneha erech. People in the lowly class. Asher yilchamu milchameta chayim. Ubezea sapam yavdu. People who work very hard. Very common occurrence, he says. People who are schwitzing and, and working. Just to make a living, to put bread on the table. If all of a sudden they get a windfall, all of a sudden they cash in, they hit the jackpot, something changes. Often 
they don't have the same attitude and hashkafa in life. All of a sudden, they don't remember their previous state. They don't appreciate what they used to appreciate. Every little thing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave them, it used to be, wow, thank you, thank you, thank you. All of a sudden, when the affluence starts, when the assets start rolling in, it's harder. And it could be a negative force. Sometimes, the more we have, the more we start forgetting. And we think about, It's me! Look what I did. When we didn't have anything, we realized it's God. But when we have everything, wasn't that? I'm pretty good. All of a sudden, it's a different attitude than that was. Many point out how many downtrodden nations... Once they were freed, they became aggressors and started being downtrodden aggressors onto others. Instead of saying, we remember what it was like being downtrodden and we have to make sure to take care. And that's exactly why we have so many halachas of avadim after we came out of Mitzrayim. To make sure that we don't lose the feeling. Continuing. Even though when we didn't have we were wonderful and fine and we appreciated what we were given. Staka, I'm pushing for pennies. Right? It's difficult. And they'll take advantage of them. That's people who don't have the proper perspective and get lost by their riches. Chazal even say that it could be in some sense that the Nisayan of Osher could be even harder in some cases than the Nisayan of of Oni. But says the Adrash Ian, the thinking person, the God-fearing person is just the opposite. If God gives them a windfall, if something incredible happens, they feel even lower, thinking, why do I deserve this? What is God doing for me? Beforehand I had, I was surviving before. Now even more? mada. Those who understand, those who have a keen intellect, not only will they not be clothed with haughtiness, they'll feel even lower. What is Hashem doing? Right, the more we're given, sometimes it's like, it's like getting a matzah, we feel low. Like, why are you giving me this? Will be even lower. Continue where it's underlined. They'll be more right, cringing from their Creator. Do I really deserve it? They'll keep thinking. That's the attitude of a God fearing, thinking person. The more we get, the more we think that, Hashem, what are you doing to me? So much you give me. And then he says beautifully, I'm going to give you pshat, or drash, in two pshat, two psukim in Tanakh. Pasuk says in Parshas Vayishlach, in the eighth parsha, in the eighth Pasuk. Line 17. Katonti mikalach hasadim umikalach emezer, she says, avdecha. I have become small, mikalach hasadim. And we mentioned in the past, the Vilna Gon, that everybody needs a little bit of gaiva, shmina shebeshmina, so that's katonti right here, the eighth part of the eighth pasik. But katonti, I have become small from your hasadim. What does it mean, mikalach hasadim? So okay, Chazal say, maybe he thinks that some of his chuyos have been used up. Says the Drashwayin, no, literally. Katonti, I feel so small. Mikol hachasadim, umikol ha-emes. The more you do for me, the smaller I feel. From all the goodness, he's become smaller. Because he realizes that it's a matnas chinam. And the more we're given things without working for it, because Yaakov didn't feel that he worked for it, the more the lowly, the more low we feel. That's one pasuk in the Torah. And then he says, maybe this could even be another understanding of a conversation, we've spoken about this years ago, between David and Michal. David and his wife. 
Remember the story, David HaMelech is dancing in front of the Aron, and he's going crazy, and he's sweating, and he rolls up his sleeves, and everybody's watching David, he's going crazy. And Michal Bashaul, Michal, his wife, is looking out the window, very perturbed, very upset. This is how my husband behaves in front of everybody. He sweats, he rolls up his sleeves, he reveals his forearms to the, this is my husband, this is the king of Israel. Vateti Michal Bashaul Likras David. Vatomer, sarcasm in Tanakh. Manichvad Hayom, how great is this day? Melech Yisrael, Asher Nigla Hayom, Kigalos Niglos Echad Arekim. Just like those homeless people who are drunk walking around and revealing themselves. David, great job. Great job. And what does David answer her? David Al right? He says, Lifnei Hashem, Asher Bachar Bime Avicham, he called Basil Atavososi. God shows me instead of your father. Just remember that. That has to do with something we've discussed in the past. Shoal versus David. What was Shoal's mistake? But look at the continuation. We're going to focus on now. Vinekalosi od mizos. I should even do more. But you see, Shofel be'enai. What does that mean? That pasuk is not as famous. Vinekalosi od mizos. Says the drash v'ha'iyun ki Michal ginsa ma'isa David Michal was not happy. Should hishpilatz mo yoser midai mashalo yoslam al Yisrael. Look how great you are, and look how low you're behaving. How can you do such a thing? Says David. The greater you are, the lower that you have to be, and the lower that you have to hold yourself. Obviously, chasam doesn't mean that that we're not mechabed ourselves. Somebody represents Torah, but the Gemara says in Sefer Shabbos, if a Talmud Chacham goes out with a stain on his shirt, he's chayiv misa. He represents Torah, and he has to be dressed properly, not in a fancy way, but in an appropriate way. He has to, he has to look the part of the rep, of the representative of Torah. And by the way, any Ben or Bas Torah could be in that category. Anybody who has a yarmulke on their head, anybody who's identified as a, as a, as a somebody who represents a, a, an observant Jew has to hold that banner. We are, that's what, that's, we, but we have to hold ourselves properly. But in a certain sense, inside, we have to realize that the more we gain and the more Hashem gives us, the lower we have to feel. That's what Dabo was saying. You think I'm so great, so I should act so great, so high? Right? It's below me to dance. I get sweated up at, during Hakafas. Right? And uh, at, a, at a wedding in front of a chassan and a kawa? Says David HaMelech, no. V'heshivwa David, shemipazeh shehirem Hashem karno bekavad, v'samoso l'nagid, u'mitzaveh alam Hashem, lo levad shein makam lezgaos. Not only is there no way for raising up, rakvat kanosi od mizos, even more, I should lower myself. Just like katonti, um, I feel more bekatnos, mikala chassadeh. And then he even adds, that's the medrash, on this week's parsha, the Medrash says the end of line thirty-two, and then we'll get back to our our parsha where he relates it. David Yatsalo Milniton Baolam. David's name went out into the world. V'yatsasham David b'chol ha'aratzos, and David went out to the world. Umahaya Moniton Shalo. This is the lush of the Medrash. What was David's Moniton? Makal v'tarmil mikan u'migdal mikan. A walking stick in one hand and a huge tower, a palace in the other hand. What's the Medrash? He says that's exactly the message. You have a palace, but you remember your walking stick. Remember where you came from. Right? You never forget. Never forget the roots. So that's that's the that's what a, a thinking, an intellectual, a God fearing person focuses on. Avram Avinu, back to our Pasik. Receives this message, he's going to get so much from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, but he's nervous. He knows human nature. What's going to happen to me? How is it going to affect me? Hashem gives him shmira, ve'yei bracha. It's going to be a bracha for you. With all of Agadah Shemecha, I'm going to make your name. I'm going to give you everything, ve'yei bracha. Don't worry about it. He's not taking away bechira. He knows I was going to do it. He's just reassuring him. Ve'yei bracha. It's not, you're not going to be raised up. Right? It's going to be, you're going to hold yourself properly. We mentioned, I think four years ago, Rabbi Willie has the, has the same type of thought on Berchas Kohanim, which we're all going to say every day here in Eretz Yisrael. Every one of the Berchas Kohanim 
is a double bracha. Yivarecha Hashem v'yishmerecha. Yorash HaPad HaVilecha. Show us v'yichuneka. Yisa v'yasein. What's the double? Just give me the bracha. So he knows because every bracha needs a shmira. We mentioned this in Parshas Nassau a couple of years ago. Every bracha, you have a bracha in your shmira. This was Avram Shmira. And we have to be guard ourselves because we're not, we, don't, we don't have God talking to us, giving us the shmiras. But Yivarech Hashem, so it's going be the bracha. But we also have the bracha of the Yishmarecha. We should guard that bracha. It shouldn't affect us in a negative way. We should try to have as much as we enjoy the fruits and the great matanas that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us. But also realize that we need shmira whenever we have a bracha. It shouldn't go to our heads. If anybody has any talent that Hashem gives them, it's to be used l'shem shemayim, to be used for avodas Hashem, and not chas v'shalom to go to somebody's head. Okay, moving right on. A lot to talk about. Perak Yud Gimel. Perak Yud Gimel. Shlishi. V'gam l'lot ha'olech hazavram. Lod had tzon uvakar v'ohalim. We spoke about Lod last week. Lod in Noah. That land wasn't big enough for the two of them. That's what it says. There wasn't enough room. An argument broke out. The shepherds. Shepherds. Imagine, picture the scene. Thousands of sheep. Two shepherds not getting along. They were there. What is that doing there? Not for tonight. Come on, let's not fight. Come on, we're brothers. You know, choose where you want to go. I'll go the other way. Right? Just let's not fight. The Al Shechakadosh picks up on a little word change between Pasach Zayin and Pasach Ches. Vayihi riv, bein roe mikne, Avra vayihi mikne, lot, there was a riv. Avram says, well, let's not have a muriva, bein yuvenecha. What's the difference between a riv and a muriva? They both mean argument, but the Torah changed its word. Same shorish. But why the change? It started off as a riv, and then it goes to there was a riv and Avram says, I don't want this to become a mariva. Or it's becoming a mariva. Says the Al Shachakadish, quoted in source number five. Otsu Satara quotes the Al Shachakadish. But it's in the Al Shach. Tiritz Al Shach. Bederaklal. Kishayesh riv bein shnayim. Whenever there's a fight about anything, he goes to the root of so many fights. Whenever there's a fight, there's an argument about anything. At the beginning of an argument, there's usually a reason. Might not be a good reason, but there's usually a reason they each feel why they're fighting. But after a while, I never realize what they're fighting about anymore. Without a reason. Right, how many times does a child have a tantrum about something and then after a couple of minutes, you remember what you're angry about? they got to think about it. I don't really remember. I'm just still screaming because I'm, I'm in that state. Because once, because once it starts, it like just has a machlokes. All of these negative midos have a mind of their own. It just snowballs. Not only the negative, the, 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 the positive midos also. It's just that you don't have a Yetzirah working so hard by the good mitos. Right? But here, a riv, that's a riv. A riv is, they had a, no, I want this land, and I want that land, and you shouldn't be stealing. Each one of them felt that there was a reason. But most of the time, even good machlokas, not good machlokas, but, you know, where each one has a claim machlokas ultimately becomes the reasons fall away and the machlokas still stands. Originally, it's called a riv. But it starts off. But then it becomes pregnant. It expands. It has a mind of its own. Because muriva, which is Lashon Nekeva. So he says, that's, says that's, that's what's going on in this Pasuk. There started out to be a riv. 
There was a riva, matara musuyemet. Right, the roe lot were stealing. The roe Avram said, what are you doing? But Yomar Avram elot. But Avram says, al nati meriva. Avram's roe said, no lot. Avram realizes, all reeves turn into merivot. And therefore, one has to stop it even before. Let's break it up. Right? But it's, it's, it's Shammai the Hillel. We're still talking about Shammai and Hillel thousands of years later. But in Machloka Shalol Hashem Shamayim, right, oh, we're still talking about Korach, but we're not talking about the two sides of the argument. Right? There's no, uh, we don't get tal, uh, the Mitzvah of Talmud Torah by studying, you know, trying to figure out that Korach had, uh, was right. Kenum Kol Machlokas Umariva, says the Alshech, every Machlokas starts off on a dubber, a little thing. Right, little thing. Right, the phrase of blowing something out of proportion. It's exactly this issue. A riv to a mariva. If we don't nip it in the bud, as it's called. Oh yeah, like we have an argument, and then we're just fed up. Oh yeah, and, and you did this six months ago. What does this do with anything? Right, we're like, we're like, we're like searching, we're grasping, we're like, what does nothing to do with what we're talking about? But we just throw it in, because we know we're, we're, it, uh, it's like foolish to be fighting anymore. But we have to like find something. He even says that it's hinted to in the in the word machlokas. Machlokas with a little I'm adding it a little bit. Machlokas starts off the mem has a, only a little bit see on the line uh, towards the bottom only a little space in the mem. It's a little bit. There's a little, just a little separation in the mem. But then you keep being cholik, right? Cheslam et kuf, and you end up with a huge. A huge separation, a tough, which has a huge separation between the sides of the letters. So a, a man, which is only a little bit of a Pesach, to the Machlokas, you keep the Machlokas going, it ends up with a stuff, it ends up with a, with a very large, a very large pair. Okay, so we should never have any Machlokas, but if there is, we have to make sure that it stays as a rib and doesn't turn into a mariva. Good. Next. Okay, trying to get a little bit of uh, various stories before we get to something uh, something larger, which we'll have soon. Perak Yudalid. Now, next Perak. Pasuk Yezayin. So, Lod and Avram split, and Lod ends up in stone, and Lod gets captured, and you have the war of the four kings and the five kings, and Avram Avinu goes to save his nephew. Goes to save his nephew. And after the war... Vayetze pasuk yudzayin. Vayetze malach sadom likraso acharei shuvo mehakos as kadol omer. The king of stone goes out. After Avram won, acharei shuvo mehakos as kadol omer. Ves hamalachim asherito el emek shave. Goes out to emek shave. So he goes out to Av to meet Avraham to the equal valley. Emek shave. Rashi kach shemo. That was its name. Shave is like, it's smooth. There was nothing there. There were no mechsholim there. There were no boulders. There were no trees. It was flat. Okay. Emek Shave, who Emek Kamelech? That was the Emek Kamelech. Emek Shave. Okay, so the Melech Sodom goes there. Umalki Tzedek Melech Shalem, Hotzi Lechem Ayayin. Malki Tzedek, the king of Shalem, brings out bread and wine. Fuko and Lekel Elyon. Discussed in the past also. Malki Tzedek was. Shame. What's the connection between the Pesukim? The king of stone comes out to greet Abraham. Doesn't say he did anything. It just says he came to Amek Shaveh. As of yet. Later on, in a few Pesukim, he's going to say, take, take, uh, take some spoils. But he came out, and the very next blessing, Malkit Tzedek also came out. As if there's a connection between what the king of stone did, and then Malkit Tzedek, and he gave him a bracha, and then the king of stone continued. If you look at source number six, right, Bloom, in the Torah Ladas, quotes an interesting drush. He quotes from Rabbi Shua Baimo, his brother Tzara Drush. Du'umos ha'olam, ba'oso zman, tamu al-Avram Avinu. Everybody knew Avram at that time. They knew the famous man who broke all of his father's idols. They also probably knew that he lived through the burning furnace, right, the Kivshan Aish. He was a famous man. And they knew what he stood for. He stood for chesed. He stood for warmth. He stood for achnasas archim. He stood for all the good things. Avram Avinu Amura chesed. And all of a sudden, what just happened? 
way before the Akedah. What just happened here? He just went out and he fought a war. He fought a Melchama. The Umas Olam Baosos Matamuhu Al Avramavinu. They were wondrous. Shahare Hikiruhu Kiich Chesed Tov Umetivakol Upitom. And all of a sudden, Avram comes out and he's a warrior. Nigskalelem Avram Mitzur Cheres Legamre Kiich Melchama Shacharbo Shlufa. He's coming out. So what happened? The King of Stone comes. El Emek Shaveh. What does that mean? Is this a new Avraham? Is this a new person? He's become like us. He's now he's just he's a warrior like us. Emek Shaveh. Shaveh, right? Equal. He's just like us. The king of stone is coming to Avraham. Hey Avraham, welcome. Welcome back. You're a warrior. Maki Tzedek said, no, 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 you don't understand. What does Maki Tzedek do? He brings out lechem and yayin. Bread and wine. What's the symbol of bread and wine? Maki Tzedek says, no, no, let me tell you something about Avraham. Yeah, yeah, he might look like he changed to you, but if anything, it was a change for the better. Because only now he needed to stand up for his nephew, and he fought. But that was a change up, not a change down. Should I prove it to you? Bread and wine. Shaharei kaimalon, the kol tovar shenishtana mi briyaso mafsed darga mi brichaso. Everything else in the world, if you change its form, it goes down in hilchas brachas. Right? If you have any other type of fruit, right? A fruit gets a ha'etz, the fruit juice gets a shahakol. Everything always goes down. Two exceptions: bread and wine. I squeeze the grapes; it goes from a ha'etz to a hagafen. And it goes up to Ahamotzi. Says Malki said, if you think he's just like you because he changed, he changed back, he changed down, no. Lechem v'yayin. He changed up. Lechem v'yayin. Lomrod ha-shinu yirav shachabahem. Even though there's a tremendous change. Olim b'dargasam le'inyin bracha. They went up in bracha mebreshe nishtanu l'mal yusa. They went up. Ukazer remez lahem. That's the remez that he's giving them here. This shinu that they see, it's not a change down. He's not equal. He knew when to fight for justice. He knew when to fight for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, just as he knew how to be machin's orchim for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So that's the Hemshech HaLepsukim, right after the war. The King of Stone comes out, El Emek Shaveh. Makit Tzedek comes out, Hotzi Lechem V'yayin. And he gave Avram the bracha. Gave Avram the bracha. Amazing. Okay. We continue now, though. What did Melech Sodom, after this whole discussion, offer? Let me have the captives and you take all the assets. You take the Rechush. Avram says to the king of stone, I lift up my hand to God. Sounds like an oath. I'm not taking a string to a shoelace. I am, I am not taking a cent from you. Nothing. Many, starting already with Chazal, discuss What does the Avram mean by What does it mean? What's the, what's the emphasis? So the Gemara in Mesechus Chulin says, Bishus, Avram saying this, he was zochet to the chut of Tcheles, and the sruchnal, the straps of Tzilin. Because Avram said, he was zochet to Tzilin and Tzitzis. Wonderful. Obviously, Maha Kesher, what is the connection between these two? Two, two ideas. Two ideas. Okay, first is a Nitziv. I don't know why this Nitziv is not more famous. Maybe it is, I just don't know it. We'll try to publicize it right now. Says the Nitziv. 
The Nitziv that you have in Source Number 7 is based on two Midrashim. So we're going to start reading the Nitziv, but then we will be referring to the next two sources, which are the two Midrashim in full. Says the Nitziv, he quotes this, Yishlis Bonina, Prati Mishalom Alalu. What does this mean? Chutvat Ruchnau. And he quotes the Gemara in Chulon, Adaf Peites, Tzitzis and Tfilin, V'yishlo Havin, Amazacha B'shvil Zehalashen. What is it? V'mipnei HaNedivus, Shalorotza Likach Meuma, is it because he was just voluntarily not taking anything? The next phrase is even more. He's saying, I'm not taking a cent. I'm not taking anything. Here he's saying, I'm not taking a shoelace. But the next phrase is even more amazing. <coughs> so what exactly is the message of Avram Avinu? Line 11. There has to be something about the chut and the shruchnal, the string and the shoelace. There has to be something about that that Avram was talking about. There's supposed to be some great chasidus in this. It says, Hold your finger there. Turn the page. Go to source number eight. Here's the measure she's quoting. We have a young sister who is not mature yet. Who is that referring to? Ze Avraham. This is Avram Avinu. Sheicha as called by Eholam. Icha. What does Icha mean? Hard word to translate it. Does it mean that he brought together? He brought together the whole world? Icha? Bar Kapara Amar? Kazeh. Shehu Me'ache Esakera. Ma'ache means to sew something back together. Right? There are different types of tears that you have to do in halacha. The ones that you're not allowed to put back together is called a kerash she'enu mesachem. Gemara zimoikata. Right? Some kram ha-mesachim. So one thing you're... Uh, it means put, sew back together. So Avram Avinu sewed back the rip. What does that mean? Where was there something ripped? At ketana she'achu katan ha-mesachem. Even when he was a very young. Maybe he started recognizing God a few things when he was three. Even though fully at 48... What does that mean? He had nobody to nurse him these concepts. He came up with it himself. Nobody gave him this nourishment of Ruchnius. Okay, Adam Avinu. So the Medrash says, he sewed back the rip. What rip? What are we talking about? Back to the Nitziv. The Ha'inyan. The Isa B'Reish Rab. Achos Lodokotan is Adam Avinu. Sheikh is called Be'olam. Bar Kapara Amar Kezesh. Umaches Akera. The Hu'alpi... I'm sorry, we should have just done the next Medrash. You have to connect that to the next Medrash. Source 9. When Hashem created the world, this Medrash is on the Pasuk of Hashem was Mishalech Bagan. And Adam and Chava heard him, Mishalech Bagan. When Hashem created the world, He put His presence in the world. Adam sinned, God went up one level. Fascinating measures. Kayan sinned, God went up to the next level. So, right, we know there are seven levels. Right, that's the, the seven Hashem Elokims. Right, so, Ukenegdan, Amdu Shiva Tzadikim. But then God came back. The Elohim, Avram Yisrael Yaakov, Levi Kahas, Amram Moshe. And each of them started to bring God down a little more until Moshe Rabbeinu at Harsinai brought Hashem back into the world fully. Ahmad Avram Ahuri de la Shishi. Ahmad Yisrael Ahuri de ben Shishi de Chamishi. V'chulu v'chulu. And he continues. Rishon, may God go up so that he can bring God down. So Avram started the process of Hashem coming back. Put the two Midrashim together. Avram sewed up the rip. Avram started bringing God down. What's going on here? Says the Nitziv. Adam caused a rip in the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu went back up to Shamayim. There was a rip. There was a tear. There was a break between Olam Azeh 
and the Olam in Shamayim. Back to the Nitziv. Nimsa. The ultimate purpose of the world. Haya. What was the purpose originally? The original plan of the world was for God to be in this world. But because of the seven sins, Hashem left. Avram started sewing up the rip. And that way he unified the world. As it says in Yavamas, Yisrael. Part one. That's the Medrash. The Medrash says, Abraham, sew the world back up. Vehine. Now part two, and he's going to answer his question. Line 24. How did Avram actually win this war? Two ways. Echad. Number one, because of his righteousness. His righteousness is that he had spent his entire life up till then sowing up the world. Number two is, though, that he actually went. He had his shtalos. He went onto the battlefield and he fought. So it's his righteousness and his actual fighting. That's that's what that's why he was zochet to win. Avram Avinu says, I don't want any schar for either action of what I did. Michut The chut, the string that I've been sewing up the world all my life. my shoelace that I tied my shoes in order to go fight. The two elements that helped me win this war, I don't want schar for it. You know why? Because it wasn't me. It was all God. It was all Hashem. It wasn't me. It was a nace. I, I, everything I do in life is because of Avas Hashem. So I don't deserve anything. It's all Hashem. Line 30. Rak me ava hineni obeyed. Vahainu kishabayishayo. Quotes other psukim. See, he told Melech Sodom, I'm not interested. That's the, medri- that's the message of Michut Vatsruch now. Says Hashem, Bishus, you publicize God with this refusing to take from the spoils, because you said it was really God, it wasn't you, you're going to get two mitzvahs that publicize God, that you will wear, citizens fill it. Because those are them, These are the mitzvahs that help publicize Hashem in the world as a perfect mida k'negen mida to what Avram Avinu did. Okay. And it has to take something out of you. It has to put something into you also. Good. We continue. A second idea related to Michut Vatsruchnal, a little more halachic. That was a that was a, if I might say, an uncharacteristic nitziv. It wasn't the, it wasn't like it was nitziv, so it had to be nitziv like. Maybe we just have to expand our 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 appreciation of what does nitziv like mean, right? But it was uh, that's a uh, take home. Okay. The Maral Diskin has more of a halachic approach. Source number ten. Again, he quotes the the message, the, the Gemara about Nchulin. What's the Mita Kenegad Mita? And he quotes, he quotes in every war, the Ishla Hasbir, Dehine Inyana Mochama, like line eight nine, Shakonim Bekibish Mochama. In every war, each side takes risks. Whenever there's a war, you go in knowing that you might lose, you might take a risk. To Kolechad Me Anochamim Na Midish Shalom Besakana Shuyachol Gabkin Lahafsid. So you take a risk and sometimes you actually do lose. But sometimes you win. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Halachically, that type of commitment is called something. When I am committing to something based on a future event, hoping that I'm going to win, but knowing that I might lose, that's called an asmachta. Right? That's the issue, the halachic issue of gambling. And I I commit now based on some future event. Like by war. So why is there something called a Kenyan Milchama in Halacha? We paskin, we hold that Asmachta is not Kona. Meaning if I commit to something and I know I really don't want to part with it, even though I'm taking a risk, again, we're not getting into the Pratim of, uh, of Asmachta now. But he is. Why isn't, why isn't every war 
an asmachta, says the Maharal Diskin, quoting the Rishonim there on line 17, to Ba'ofanzeh lo havi asmachta, mishum de biyadu laaviyah gamaru makni. If somebody has a chance, again, we're not paskening anything right now, we're just quoting one of the shitos, if there's a certain element of profit that I am going to gain, so then I commit myself, I commit myself, okay, we're not getting into details right now. Avram Avinu, though, says, Avalhacha line 19, you know why Avram didn't take anything from the spoils? Because he says, halachically, I'm not allowed to take it. Because it was a smart. It wasn't like a regular war. It was a smart because I knew God was fighting for me. And I, I knew there was no, what, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and Akadosh Baruch was on my side, then I'm going to win. So it was total asmachta. So I'm not allowed to take the spoils. Because Hashem really fought for me. It wasn't me. V'zeu sha'ama harimosi yadi. I lift up my hand. I didn't do anything. I just lifted up my hands. Not a washing of shvua. I lift up my hand. Anilo nilchamti v'losisi me'uma. Hashem was the one. It was, I, didn't, I didn't rip a shoelace. You think that's normal? HaKadosh Baruch Hu was the one that fought for me. So I can't take it. It will be Gezel. And that, he ends the same way as the Nitziv, that piercum of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he told everybody that he wasn't allowed to take it, that piercum that Hashem was really fighting the war for him, so that itself also was Machabed HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he was Zochet, the Tzitzit and Tfilin, which is our Mepharsi of Hashem as well. Okay, let's just try to squeeze in one more short idea and one more major idea. Rabbeinu Bachai, source 11. Towards the end of the parsha, Perak Yuzayin, Pasuk Yutes, Yuzayin Yutes, we have the announcement that Yitzchak is going to be born. You shall call him Yitzchak. Okay, just a small ha'ara. It's obvious. It's obvious, but Rabbeinu Bachai makes it. Yitzchak versus Avram and Yaakov. We know there's a lot of uniqueness to Yitzchak. We have discussed. Obviously, the only Av that didn't leave Eretz Yisrael. But simple. He's the only Av that did not have a name change. Or a name addition. The only one. It was Yitzchak start to finish. The only one. Why? Two reasons. Number one is our Pasik. Because God called him Yitzchak. The Karasa Shmo Yitzchak. I mean, it's a double Pashit. But it just needs to be said. Karasa Shmo Yitzchak. Hashem Hazeh Husam Lo Adi Akadish Baruchu. Avram to Avraham, Yaakov, Yisrael, Yitzchak is Yitzchak. It stays, nothing changes. Number two, number two, and he quotes the Yerushalmi that says that. Number two, he says, because, and this is also obvious, but there's a deeper message behind it. On line 10, because there was never an event that mandated, that required the name change. There was never an occurrence. Avram Avinu was starting something new. He was revolutionizing the world. He went from Aram to Avhamon Goyim. He needed to become Avraham. Yaakov fought with the Malach. Kisarisa. Yitzchak was constant. Yitzchak was constant. That's the model there was no extra event that, oh, something has to change. No. Nothing. That's why we've discussed in the past, we don't know much about Yitzchak. Because what was Yitzchak? It was day in, day out, the same thing. He was an extreme personality. Right? He was, Akedah defined him for the rest of his life. He disappears after the Akedah. He's not involved in finding even a wife for himself. His father finds a wife for him. His father's servant, he's given the wife. She's like shocked when she sees him. She falls off the camel. He was an extreme personality. But we, each of the Avos are a different model for the nation. Yitzchak needed to be the constant. Avram went through a lot. Yaakov went through a lot. Yitzchak, okay, even the brachas. But Yitzchak was the constant. There was no external event and his name didn't change. And Baruch gave him a name. Maybe, that, maybe Hashem, by naming him Yitzchak, was putting this essence into him. This, you are this. 
And this is how you're going to remain. Interesting. Okay, final source. You can't learn safe Parshas Lachlacha without the source. I apologize. This is the fifth year of this year. We should have done this the first year. I just didn't get to it until now. But this is a, a defining source for our life, let alone Parshas Lachlacha. This is from the Sefer Ho'ikarim, one of the great Rishonim, in his philosophical work, or of Albo, all the way towards the end of the Sefer, the last ten pages. But there's one parak there, Parak Memhei, which is all about the Brisbane Abbasarim. And I'll phrase it as a question. The question is, Hashem makes a bris with Abraham. Okay, I'm going to make a great nation with you. And then he starts telling him about all the tsaris that were going to happen. Why? Why does Abraham need to know all the tsaris? What does he say? Right, he's question one. He puts him through the... Um, puts him through the, uh, the cut animals, which we'll ask about in a second. And he says, what's the first thing... After this Brisbane Abbasarim, now they are connected for life. What does Hashem say? The first thing! Right? Terrible! This is the first thing you tell somebody, you get married. Honey, there's going to be some terrible... What's happening here? Feel bad for Avram. Question one, why the Tsaris? Number two, question that Rishonim asked, why was it the case that when you made a treaty with someone in those days, you cut an animal in half and you walked in the middle of those pieces. What's the symbolism of that? Why is that? It's totally foreign to us, obviously. But what's the message of walking in between a cut-up animal? So I wish we had time to go through this whole Sefer Karim. And again, if it's a little light on the left side, please, if you can't read it, find one sometime, now, soon, in one's life, one has to go through this. Said the Sefer Karim, what is a bris? What is a treaty? What's the definition of a treaty? We'll just pick out like two or three lines. What is a treaty? Where it's underlined on the right side, 12. You know why you go in between a cut-up animal? A treaty, a covenant is where two sides come together in an unbelievably intense way. To bring them together through love, they become as if they're one body, one unit. That's a bris. If you make a covenant between two sides, they have come together and joined, and now they're one unit. I will guard you, like I guard myself. Right? In Sefer Yoshua, they made a covenant with these, with these tricksters and they had to protect them afterwards. The Givonim. Lefichach. That's why you walk through half an animal on each side as if to say, just like these two halves of the animal are really one unit, the two of us are becoming one unit. That's the message of walking through the two parts of the animal. Los! Ki and just like when a part of the animal felt pain, the other part of the animal felt it, so too we, through the Krisas bris, we are together, we are one unit. Only death shall separate. And line 21, and what happens when you're one unit? You are connected in such a deep way, you share everything together. You react together, you share pain together, you reveal secrets to each other. Because you can't keep a... Your, your right ear will not keep a secret from your left ear. Oh, don't tell. You know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like unfathomable. It's like, it doesn't make sense to us. You know, the, the right and left side of the brain, right? they have different functions. You know what? No, it's, it's one person. If it's one person, so then there's nothing to talk about. That's why Hashem had to reveal everything to Avraham. Because right when they made the bris, God and Abraham, meaning God and the Jewish people, they were one. It was one unit. It was like one body. So I can't hold back from him. What happened in next week's parsha? Stone. What did the Chazal say? I'm going to hold back from Abraham. Why? Because now they're connected. Now there's a krisas bris. Now there's a covenant. And that's why you have to go through all the troubles. And he goes through so many examples of this. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu has 
Tsar when B'nai Yisrael are B'Tsar. Because he's our other half. If we can even say this, say that. He's not physical. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the other part of our body. And that's why he says even at the end, and if any of the Umos Ha'olam around us say, we have no more hope, we just have to remember our bris. And by the way, every mitzvah that's a bris solidifies this connection. There was bris ben Abbasarim. You know what Hashem says to Avraham? He says, I want every, every Jew to have a special bris with me so that they always remember that I'm connected. Bris Milo, right away. Because God is connected and is the other half of each Jew. That's the bris ben Abbasarim. That's what we even call it that. What's so important about the covenant between the parts of the animal that are cut in half? Bris ben Abbasarim. But that's the key. The bris ben Abbasarim. That's what defines us for history. That's partial lechlecha. We usually go through lechlecha. Those are the second that we skip because we have no idea what it's talking about. Right? We go through stone and lechlecha and the bris milah. Let's skip this, this cut up animal and, and, the, and, as, and the, the, the bird was not cut up. No, but this, this savory karim, you know, lights up this, these psukim for the rest of the Torah. This is the basis of all of our history. Okay, we'll stop here. Be'ez Hashem, we'll, uh, Hashem ne- next week we'll get back to uh, Wednesday night. Be'ez Hashem, and any of our listeners in uh, Teaneck, hopefully, uh, hope to see you at the shops.